anxiety, depression, substance abuse, stress, and other influences to our mental health have always been part of consideration of overall health and wellness, but especially now with the stress and anxiety of COVID-19. So what do you need to know? Let's learn more with Jennifer Bates, Manager of Outpatient Behavioral Health at Marin Health. This is The Healing Podcast from Marin Health. I'm Bill Klaprop. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. So with the recent issues related to COVID-19, we've seen an increase in mental health issues. What have you seen in Marin County? Well, I think early on, it seemed like we were all in a standstill and shock. So things slowed down considerably in the mental health side of things. Marin Health Medical Center and our Marin County partners worked closely in the early stages to plan for patients to continue to receive virtual supports, telephonic supports, and both our outpatient and inpatient units were able to maintain the current capacity, particularly when this was first starting to hit. We never really missed a beat when it came to providing those services. Interestingly, we've seen a slight decrease in new calls for our particular outpatient behavioral health program, and this is fairly consistent with what others are seeing in similar programs throughout the country. I think initially many were focused on the quarantine and and the shock of it all, and so the the, the phone call stopped. But we really anticipate the calls are going to increase throughout the next few months as the stressors increase and people are starting to feel the economic and emotional impacts of this COVID-19 pandemic. Well, this is going to be around for a while, and so are those stressors. So what are some things people can do to help manage stress and anxiety during the COVID-19 outbreak? that are really important for us to pay attention to during this time. It's a very strange time for all of us. I think it's important to practice mindful exposure. It's always good to be informed, but watching the news 24-7 is not a helpful process, and it can increase tension and stress. Staying socially connected with others. We can't physically connect with others right now, but we can remain connected by using digital resources, things like the telephone, Skype, Zoom, Uh, FaceTime. People really need to talk during this time, and so it's good to stay connected in any way that you can. Things like good self-care habits, regular exercise, you know, put on a YouTube workout, walk in the neighborhood while socially distancing, maybe eating healthy meals to promote wellness in the mind and the body. And then lastly, one a lot of people aren't talking about, but uh, limit the alcohol intake. This is not a good time to create unhealthy coping habits, and I have a lot of concern about that going on. Things like setting routine is important, getting up at a normal time every day, get ready for work as if you're going to work, and do things that you enjoy around the house that maybe you haven't done for a long time. Things like cooking or baking, knitting, hobbies. Those are things that would be really important to help manage your stress during this pandemic. So those are really good tips we should all follow. So what are the new pressures you are seeing in dealing with the external and personal life changes that have impacted mental health during this outbreak? If you think about it, everything has changed in our life. Kids are homeschooling, which has its own set of issues around isolation from peers and uh, parental stress around that. People have been laid off, furloughed, finances are tight. People who need physical connection are now isolated. I mean, this could be hard for anyone to cope with. If one adds 
to pre-existing stress, it's just really easy to impact your mental health. I think overall, the pressures we're feeling right now really have a lot of fear in them. So we've been seeing a lot of fear and we've also been seeing a lot of anticipatory anxiety, which is that worry about the event before it's occurred. A lot of people are really worried about their families and what's going to happen to them. And then also just how do they balance work and life and all the competing obligations going on? It's really a time many of us have never experienced, and it's really stressful for people. That it is for all of us right now. So what signs and symptoms should people or their family or friends look for in assessing if mental health issues are surfacing or getting worse? That's a great question. I think we should be more concerned if you're seeing things like persistent low mood. You're seeing somebody who's having changes in their sleep patterns, maybe changes in appetite or loss in concentration, feeling restless, irritable, trouble experiencing joy or motivation in life, or possibly even things like panic attacks where their heart is racing, they're having shortness of breath. Those are things, if you're seeing that, you certainly want to reach out and get them help. It's also good to understand that if someone has had a prior history of anxiety or mood or substance use disorder or possibly even a lot of trauma, they're really going to be more vulnerable at this time. So how does stress and anxiety affect people of different ages or children or older people? Coping with COVID-19 is challenging, like I said, for mostly everyone. I think with kids, a lot of them are not going to be talking about it, but they're going to be acting this out, possibly by showing agitation or some sort of behavioral acting out. If you're looking at older adults, they're already an isolated group of individuals. And during this time, they might even isolate more and not talk about what's going on. I think for both children, adolescents, adults, what's most important and that we need to emphasize is talk to people, ask them if they need support. People really just want to be heard and seen. And taking the time to talk to someone and ask them if they're okay, maybe even ask them if they're having suicidal thoughts. These are all hard discussions to have, but by asking, we're opening the door and allowing for people to get the help that they need at this point. Right, which is important. So what should people do if symptoms start to become overwhelming? Certainly, we want everybody to reach out for help. Maybe talk to a friend, a loved one. Reach out maybe to your insurance to find out if you are on their insurance panel. Um, Most providers now are providing telehealth at this point, so you don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home to get the help that you need. There are some providers in the community that you can see in person, but do reach out for help. I think here at Marin Health Medical Center, we also serve people with moderate to severe mental health symptoms. We have an intensive outpatient treatment program where people can come for four hours a day, three days a week, and we're 100% virtual at this point. So certainly we're here to help you. There are some warm lines out there, people where they can call and just get support so we can provide any information anyone needs. So you mentioned these virtual visits. How can a virtual visit be scheduled? All they need to do is give us a call at our main office, and that number is 415-925-7681. It's nice in these times when it's important that all of us stay home to try to flatten the curve that these services are available. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. This has really been informative. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having us. 
That's Jennifer Bates, and for more information, please visit mymarinhealth.org, or once again, you can call 415-925-7681. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels, and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is The Healing Podcast from Marin Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.